What's happening, y'all? This is Todd Wilson here with Elevate Your Game. Okay, today we have our special guest, Katino Mobley. Welcome to the show, Katino. My God, oh, my man. God. Appreciate, Appreciate you, you coming Appreciate through, man. It's actually right, so our first episode in our new studio. Thank you for blessing us. I love it. Um, I love it. We're going to dive in. Um, we're going to talk about Katino's favorite movie from our basketball wall of fame here. Um, he got gay. <laughs> yes, sir. And uh, just hopping into things that, um, you know, highlighting what Katino's doing just as a father and uh, being a parent, a full-time parent. He has a bunch of good stuff coming out here. The name of your podcast? You it's Dad's to... Point of View. Dad's, Dad's point, point of View. View. And what, yeah. What's that all about? Well, Dad's Point of View is basically just kind of um, highlighting uh, that men are superheroes. Um, I was blessed to have two, two dads. Um, one's still alive. He's actually at my house right now. My kids love my dad. My dad's spirit's amazing. Uh, my stepfather passed away my rookie year in the NBA, oh, and he was the you know both my fathers were my oracles, but he was my the biggest oracle of all because he was super educated, um, uh, and just a big heart like my father, but um, you know just going through life and now being a dad myself and always wanting to be a dad, you know there's there's certain things um, that comes with that that you know um, it's it's a little tough to navigate, but you got to mature yourself because you have these children that you're trying to help teach, you know, help uh, teach the rest of the, what's going on in the world. But, um, you know, it's it's more so it's a positive thing, man. It's, it's guys, uh, even women coming on saying how their fathers impact them, how they are as fathers, how the uh, woman's husband is to the kids and, you know, all that type of stuff. Because we have to we have to really understand, get these stories out to understand exactly, you know, what we as men go through. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's a big part of what we do um, is we're building the basketball firm. Um, we use basketball as a catalyst, you know, with the core and all the programs. So I've been blessed. Katino's son is in core and, um, you know, participates in the program. And it's not just about basketball. That's the thing that draws kids in is that sport. And what we do is the the development. And so with the basketball firm, what we're doing is bringing that um, more personal development side to student athletes. Mm -hmm. So everything you're talking about that these kids need because of the way um, the world is working right now, because of the generation that we live in, parents are working, kids are at school most of the day. We're bringing all that aspect to school and to them outside of their club team, outside of whatever they're doing extracurricular so we could become a support, right. giving them the, the identity of who they are uh, what they're going to do, how they reach their goals, the things that the discipline they need to grow on a daily basis and bring that all together to build them mm -hmm. based on their goals. And so I think what you do and what you bring is a huge part because our fathers are important because that's what gives us identity. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you said, like I'm a spiritual man. So God's our father. Mm -hmm. He is we're made in his image. Mm -hmm. And so what is that? We're gods. We have this, yes. this aspect and this view of what yes. God is and the power and the authority that God has. Mm -hmm. And we have to bring that to our kids. We have yeah. to show that identity. Yeah. And the goal is to just impact the generation. Mm -hmm. One kid at a time. One kid, one kid at, at a time. time. And plant those seeds. Um, we were talking about earlier just you reap what you sow, the concept mm -hmm. of reaping what you sow. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think is important for the youth in this middle school, high school age? What are, let's say, your top three things that you think they should be focused on or somebody should be developing in them to get them to where they can reach their goals? You know, um, I think uh, there's a few different things um, uh, just um, humanly, I would say, right? It's not so much basketball is one thing, soccer, you know, religion, all these different things are one entity. But if you're really looking at it, you're bigger than that entity. 
right? You are basically like the universe. So I would really focus the major things in life you're supposed to focus on is boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. Self-respect, right? And then time management. Yeah. So whatever it, is, whatever it is that you do, right? Um, you have to respect yourself and respect yourself. You have to be disciplined, right? And be disciplined um, and obedient, right? Um, and people, you know, maybe take the word obedience um, uh, as a negative, right? Because you have to like a dog is being obedient, but you have to be obedient with your voice that's inside you. Right, that voice is saying, "Don't go or go." Right, right. So the the if you if you're determined and you're disciplined, that voice is saying, "Get up early in the morning, read, meditate, uh, work out, um, you study, lift, whatever it is that you're doing, you have to be obedient with that." Then, you know, your time management. Right, we we BS a lot of our time. So you know, if you're you're living into, I mean, what do they say? 30 years you're sleeping, you know, 30 years you're in a car, 30 years you're... Like, that's a, that's a lot of, of not so wasted time, but if you're going... Like, if I'm in a car right now, I'm, I'm on the podcast, right? So I'm listening to different things, kind of exercising the brain, right? So, um, and sleep is a good thing. But then also, too, is, uh, you know, when, when your boundaries... And we would be speaking about this. Your parents tell you what to do. And then you start to tell yourself what to do. And then you start getting older. And the stuff you used to tell yourself what to do, you become. So you got to watch how you talk to yourself. Mm -hmm. So you have to have boundaries with your weak self and your strong self. Right? Because now that's purpose before ego. Because to get to somewhere, you have to use your ego because you got to talk yourself into it. But then when I get there, what's my purpose of staying or evolving? So it's purpose before ego. So, you know, um, you know... I, for kids, it's hard because they think they always have time, yes. right? So you got to learn how to manage that. And then boundaries, right? You don't want to never discipline authority, but then also, too, is you have to have a voice and understand, right? So it's a very tricky thing. I don't think it's a problem when children ask questions or... You know, and it's not just because I said it. It's actually have to explain to you why these things happen. Now, when you choose the opposite, there is consequences of that. Right. But this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, this is what's going to happen. Yes. Okay. Oh, this could happen to you. So uh, try to help them understand critical thinking, time management, boundaries, and true discipline. I think, and then you can teach them anything. Uh, you know, uh, they will learn anything. It won't be so personal. Because they're starting to evolve and understand themselves. Um, and I think when you don't have those things, it's like a, a junky room. It's hard to find something, right? Yeah. So it's very, it's very hard to either search for true self or find true self when the upstairs is junky. So clean that up. And by cleaning it up, it's, it's the structure, it's the discipline, right? It's the time management, it's the boundaries, it's the, you know, those. Yeah. You keep them like that. And before you know it, you start to, it becomes a rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like how the, your emphasis on boundaries, because I think that comes in so many different ways with the people you're hanging mm -hmm. out with, what you're listening to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, <laughs> I, 
there's my old school, all this rap stuff you listen to yeah. now, but the messages that are in that, right. even though we did it as well, but there's so much good content that you have access to, mm -hmm. even at a young age. Yeah. People thought I was crazy when I would talk to my daughter, who was probably one, one and a half at the time, like she was a grown up. Yeah. I would tell her why she was doing stuff, when she was doing it, right. and, but now she understands it on a whole different level. Yes. Her, her comprehension of what's going on in the world around her is super evident. Mm -hmm. And so, that is so important because I think parents like want their kids to live life and have fun and have all these great things. But usually what got that parent to success was because they lived in a hard, mm -hmm. you know, a tough environment that had to come up out of it and build, build, you know, through adversity and perseverance. It's like, where are you putting your kid through that? What I'm doing, my daughter, her grandparents spoil her. Mm -hmm. They get her whatever she wants. All mm -hmm. she has to do is call them. But, I'd probably spoil her a little bit but, too. My daughter and and so what? And I have, I have a two year old son who he has a little tougher just because I know he's, but, he's a black man in uh -huh. America on his way. But, so but, they're they're gonna start gardening. Mm -hmm. I already started gardening with my daughter. You know mm -hmm. why? Because that process takes time. Yeah. She has to be patient. Yeah. She has to go and water every day. Mm -hmm. She has to pick those weeds out. Mm -hmm. I want her to understand hard work, though she may not have any real, you know the stories of coming up without mm -hmm. parents or mm -hmm. something like mm -hmm. that. I want her to have to work for something and right. learn to build. And right. so something like that for these kids, instead of just giving them everything they want. Oh, you want these new shoes? Yeah. I got you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With bad grades. With yeah. like the least you can do. I don't agree how the American school system works, but yeah. hey, you better at least get good grades. Yeah. That all is yeah. effort, That's effort it. and time. That's it. And it's just like, so Overall, though, with those boundaries, it comes in so many ways. And like you said, it starts at home with the parents. Yes. What are you protecting them from? Mm -hmm. What are you exposing them to? Mm -hmm. And how are you letting them fall on their head? Mm -hmm. And it's a, hey, you failed. Good yeah. job. Yeah. Good job. You messed up. Now let's fix it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's fix it. Yeah. And so I think that's just the biggest part that's missing. And you see it crossing over into basketball. You see it with the guys who are these young cats in the NBA mm -hmm. who, yeah, they got the talent, the skill, the athleticism. They get there. They don't know how to handle adversity. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's it's very tough, man. Because uh, you know Jordan Peterson, I, I listen to him a lot. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't like him. He's a clinical psychologist out of Canada, um, and he's uh, he's very conservative and he's strict with certain things. But he's it, it it's 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 simple how he explains it. And he's he's ta he's telling people in general. I see a lot of these, you know, the soccer moms and everybody deserves a trophy and, uh, and all this other stuff. And it's like you're killing the human instincts of com competitiveness and c confidence and everything. That means and then you build entitlement that right. everybody deserves. And he said, he said, he said the uh, parent's responsibility, and this is what I say on something different when I'm explaining. He said a parent's responsibility is to make sure by the age of four at least... Your children should be socially attractive. Socially attractive. Putting your children in positions that, because your children have to go to a school. They got to go somewhere where you have to work and then someone else is taking, taking, taking um, uh, uh, care for them. So I don't want a bad kid. I don't want a kid don't do that. You have, now, the tricky thing is, did you work on yourself? Because not what you tell your child, your child watches what you do. So yes. if you're not a good person, if you don't follow directions, if you feel attacked when someone speaks to you and gives you a little bit of authority or some order or some whatever or disagrees with you, then your child is looking like, oh, I got to I, I, I had to act like my mom or my dad. So I say this all the time. We are children. We are actual children. 
and grown-up bodies playing whatever adult you think is, is, is easiest for you, opposed to being an actual grown-up. Yeah. Right? And, like, if you say something to me and I don't agree with it, I don't agree with it. Okay. But I have to understand, my dad used to tell me this when I was younger. You don't get to decide who tells you the truth in life. The truth is the truth. Mm. If I don't like Donald Trump, but he says something true, guess what? That's what it is. <laughs> right? If I don't like uh, Joe Biden, I don't like Obama, if I don't like these people, but they say something that is true, I don't get to decide who tells it to me. <laughs> it is what it is. That's the truth. Okay, cool. You understand? And people are so, they feel so attacked because, again, goes back to the father being in the household and not really understanding how to hone your emotions and control your emotions, control the emotion. We feel so attacked on everything. You discipline my son and it's like, well, what did he do? No, no. I, I trust that you know that what he did, X, Y, Z. And I'm watching myself. Right. I'm watching myself. Right? And, and we don't, we, we're not exposed. We haven't been exposed I think athletes have more so than regular individuals, but being exposed to the uncomfortable so much that when things are uncomfortable, you are comfortable. Yeah. We're not like that. We try to ball up and hide and run away and just find something else and this person's wrong for me and it's like, well, maybe not that person because, see, if you've dated five times, if you've married one or two times, or even if you're in a long marriage and y'all are going to get together, it's not so much them. It's what you attract. Yeah. You're attracting that. Mm -hmm. That's your attraction. So don't say all men are dogs, but you keep picking the four or five of them. What are you inside? Yeah. Because you're settling for that. Because guess what? If it's cocaine on this table, if, it's, if I'm a vegan and it's meat on it, guess what I'm going to say? Uh, that looks good today. It's great. No, I don't like it. That's not for me. My chicken burrito. Super simple. <laughs> I will wait. And that's how life is when it comes to relationships. Yeah. Because you don't know yourself, that's when you pick things. I, a lie is only a lie if two people tell, if, if two people believe it. You could just say it's money in that box over there. If I really want money, I will look in the box. If I, if I don't care too much about it, guess what? Oh, cool. It's not mine. <laughs> Right. Because I understand all what's going on with that box. It's somebody else's box. Why is the money right there? It should be in the bank. It should be here. I'm going through all that process. So when you are dating and you're trying to evolve as a, a person, no one can just, just trick you into something. You want it just as much as they do. It's your responsibility. You have to take responsibility for it. We, me and my wife just took this marriage class and it's based off the book, How We Love. And they talk about how your trigger points and your traumas when you were young, mm -hmm. pretty much built who you are mm -hmm. and your love style. Mm -hmm. And so from that, the first base level is your identity, mm -hmm. you know, and this is a class we took out of a, a church. So mm -hmm. it's your identity in Christ, right? Mm -hmm. What God says you are mm -hmm. and who you are. Mm -hmm. And that second piece is you're responsible for yourself. Yes, you are. You cannot say, oh, Katino made me feel this way. Yeah. What? Mm -hmm. No, no. That's me that feels this way. Yep. So express it like that. Hey, I feel, and you can express, hey, I feel... You're a bad person because you fouled me mm -hmm. when I went up for the layup. Mm -hmm. I can say that, but I can say, oh, Patino made me do it. Mm -hmm. No, take responsibility for yourself first. And you can start, see see the speck in your eye. Facts. So you don't, before you see, or see this, well, don't see the speck before you see the log in your eye type right. of thing. And so I think that is super important. I always, I always connect stuff back to hoop because I think it's so easy to understand. Yes. And that's who we talk to. There's yes. all these young hoopers out here is that, 
it's not the coach's fault you're not playing. Mm -hmm. It's your responsibility yes. to show him that you're ready. Exactly. No coach wants to lose. No coach is tanking in middle school, AAU, high school, college. Nobody's tanking. Mm -hmm. So if you prove that you can show them you can win, mm -hmm. that's all on you. Yeah. That's, and part of it is having a voice. Mm -hmm. Having that, That's what happened to me in college is that I didn't have a voice. Probably one of the hardest working dudes, mm -hmm. but super coachable to the point of a fault. Mm -hmm. He played the dudes who argued with him because he knew that they wanted it. Mm -hmm. And I was just as passionate, mm -hmm. but he didn't know because... Yes, coach. or or it could be or it could be it could be something totally different. He plays the he played the dudes who were argumentative because he himself was not confrontational. Mm -hmm. So he is more weak of saying, you know what? No, I don't care. I'm putting him in. That's it. But because and that's running away from an issue, a problem. Just because he's a coach and he's uh, um, and he's a grown up, that don't mean he's an adult, <laughs> right. right? So he has his own insecurities. So I'd rather play these guys because they're always talking and they're always doing all this other stuff. But see, I try to understand. So I'm gonna just let him sit because he's not gonna give me no problems. Right. It, it could be that one too. Yeah. Right. And it probably was that one. A little bit. Now that you say that. You know what I mean? Because a, you got listen. I don't care if she's old as heck or he's old as heck or not. When they were younger, they did bad things. They lied. They did this. They did that. And they get older, people see, you see people as something totally different. It's like, oh, that old lady, she's never lied before. Oh, he's never, that old man's never lied before. Right? Right. <laughs> it's old people in prison. It's old people that did, it's old people that did these things. Mm -hmm. You understand? So we have these, like, these preconceived notions of we, what we think an individual is. It's because we're so capped mentally opposed to just being a little more understanding of how the universe actually works right. and what it actually is, right? Yeah, so I don't know, man. I, I, I try to dive so much more into like, as much as I teach my sons and my daughter, I teach them about like respecting life, like loving life, understanding life, right? Because it's not no where I grew up in Philadelphia. It's not no, they grew up in Beverly Hills and, and, and you know, and in the Valley. It's, it's that small. We're talking about the whole picture. Yeah. I need you to see all of it so you can understand. It's not personal. This is not personal, man. He yell at me, going to yell at him one day. It's not, some coaches don't yell. Some coaches do. Like, it does, it's not as personal as you think it is, right? Right, right. And, and, and when, when a lot of these younger guys really understand that, you know, there's this a Dunning-Kruger effect, right? A lot of people do this. They'll read one book and they think they're like a genius at the book, right? It's like, okay, I, I practice. Uh, Coach told us to practice for two hours. I think I'm going to go to the NBA. It's like, <laughs> that's not how this works, man. Right. It takes time and you have to fall in love with the process first. The process is the, that's, that's the girlfriend, that's the boyfriend that you're going to be around the most. It's not no when you hold the trophy or you sign a contract. That's a split second. I sign a contract, split second. I got to go back to doing everything I was doing before I signed a contract to get that contract. Right. I got to go back to doing all this stuff again. Yep. That's hours. That's three times a day, four times a day. I go back to doing that. You got to so go back to dating. You I got to go back, I gotta to, go dating. back to dating. <laughs> I got to go back to all that, mm -hmm. right? And, 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 and uh, Jim Rohn speaks about that, right? Like as far as the philosophy of ants, right? they start harvesting at a certain time. So when winter comes, they already have theirs. So this, they're not partying in the summer. They're harvesting. They're, they're getting ready for the winter. Yeah. 
And you have to understand, that's every clockwork, every single time. The four seasons, they know exactly what they're doing. And that's how we should be in life. Yeah. Right? You should know exactly, and you can have fun, but have fun with structure. Yes. Just have fun, you can have fun with structure. Princeton, remember how, oh, you're too young, but Princeton, uh, back in the day in the 90s, they would cut, this, 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 backdoor cuts, and they were, they were in-game, stuff like that. Pete Carell coach. And I got him in 2005. He was uh, my coach for Sacramento Kings. And I used to think when I was young, I'm like, no, that's boring. You can't do nothing. <laughs> then when I got to Sacramento, bro, and he was the assistant coach to Rick Adelman, the game that he taught us, that it was, the, it was so beautiful. Right. It was, it was simple. You didn't have to really do much. Yep. Right? It was like a machine. And it's evolving in life, like really understanding how life goes and evolving with the inside. Because, you know, a 20-year-old Todd is different than a 25-year-old Todd than a 30-year-old Todd, right? right? Just like me. Like, and I, I get, I wake up, bro, I wake up every morning, like, I get so excited because I feel like I'm getting better as a human. Got that Benjamin Button. Yeah, like I feel like I'm getting yeah. better, smarter. I'm more, I'm, I'm, I'm more energetic to read, learn from yeah. just everybody, right? My daughter teaches me stuff. She's nine. My son, thirteen, teaches me. Other son, like I, people teach me things all day long because I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to learn. I'm, I want to know more. And then I go on my rabbit holes of why do they like that? I love that. Or what was this? Or what was that? Like I love doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when people get to that, life is like, it's so, it's so beautiful. It's so cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. What, did you have a moment where you realized that, that life is about that development part? Was there uh, an event in your life that you were like, this is it. This is what I should be focused on is developing myself. Yeah. When I was in college, um, you know, growing up, I didn't read as well. Um, you know, so I was, it was, it was a, you know, little, uh, I guess, low self-esteem I haven't had myself, and that's a psychology and communications, and then I learned how to speak in front of a whole bunch of people, so it was a little easier for me, um, and then what I did was I would test myself. I would speak in front of people, and it was uncomfortable, and I made it to a point where I started to really have to, see, to, I think one thing in public speaking is what I do, um, uh, or just speaking in front of kids, adults, whatever it is is I've studied it so much and I believe in it so much, I don't have a problem speaking it, mm -hmm. right? Um, uh, uh, his Bob Proctor was saying, like a lot of people are, a lot, he says, even professors, people who know things or teach things, a lot of them don't really understand what they teach. They just know the textbook version. Basketball trainers. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. They've never actually done it right. on a consistent basis. Yeah. Right. So it's, you know, for me in college, when I really found out like, yo, it's okay to learn. Mm. Yo, this is feel good. Like I'm taking my book. Right. Because keeping a book, I see no white girls and white boys sitting in a courtyard just with their book open and la di da life is good. I'm like, dang, I want to. Life cool for them, huh? Yeah. Let me go ahead and calm my brain down and put give me a book and do that. Right. And then I started to do, and then I started to learn more. I'm like, wow, let me get another book. Let me get another one. Let me write down some of these notes. And then I'm like, yo, it's cool being smart. Yo, it's it's cool evol evolving into a better human. It's cool not taking this personal, not doing this, doing that. And then for me, I think that's when in college I'm like, be very intentional of what you do when you do it. Right? If I'm on the basketball court, I'm only thinking basketball. Yeah. 
If I'm in the kitchen, I'm thinking cooking, right? If I'm with my daughter, I'm, I'm dialed in on her. My son's working out, we go drive to Pasadena to work out, I'm dialed in on his footwork, I'm dialed in on what he's doing, his body language, right? He's just started playing a year, I don't know, a little, little, not too long ago, mm -hmm. but you know, he still has his ways, but I'm like teaching him character, body language, like all these, yeah. and it's not so much as like you making your shot, it's your reaction after you missed the yeah. shot, or the ball went over there, you're walking, and just the littlest nuances of like how you yes. become better human. This is the stuff we're going through with the NBA draft kids that we're going through is that they're so confident, mm -hmm. which is, you know, that's a key. I think that's a key thing going that going mm -hmm. professionally in basketball and the NBA. You have to be confident because everybody in their cahoot. But we're talking to them about those little things, their body language after they miss a shot, when they make a mistake to like, like almost celebrate that moment by not reacting like mm -hmm. oh no i'm gonna get it on the next one and some of them do it really well mm -hmm. they have great self-talk they're saying it out loud to themselves you can hear them say it versus other ones who are even more talented but are get their heart on themselves mm -hmm. it's like man you only 18 mm -hmm. like if i was where you're at cold was like that cold was hard i was mm -hmm. hard on myself i used to cuss myself out because i wanted to get it fast and it's kind of like planting the seed to the tree of shade that you will never sit in, hmm. right? So uh, me learning, and I was a hothead. I'm throwing balls. I'm kicking out. I'm cussing out because I wanted to get there and didn't understand it's going to take a little longer. Mm -hmm. And if you really stay patient with yourself, you can get there faster. Yes. Right? So it's going to take long, but if you stay patient with yourself, you'll get there faster. Right, because it's like I'm, if if I don't stay patient with myself, I may get there, but it's gonna be a big fight. Right. But if I'm patient with myself, knowing the journey is still the same length, it becomes smoother. Yeah. Right, because I'm not I'm taking it say. personal. I understand that you know the flower, the the, the seed needs the dirt and then the water, and then some days it's gonna rain and it might not do this, but you're still gonna block. Like if you understand that process then what you're doing becomes a, that much more colorful, more beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. And you can withstand it more. So for the kids who do do that, who do have that mindset and understand that, but their parents mm -hmm. are putting this outsourced pressure mm -hmm. of, you're not dropping 15, you're not shooting a mm -hmm. shot, you're letting them take over. These are the things, I said it the last couple of weeks, I've been going to AAU tournaments, just mm -hmm. trying to get back in there. It's a rough environment. Oh, gosh. I, I don't it, like it. It drains me. I it drains like it. me just like watching it. it. And so what I've seen is that the parents are demanding something from their kid mm -hmm. that they cannot do. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, just let them learn. Let mm -hmm. them bump their head. The more mistakes they make in middle school, mm -hmm. talk to middle school, mm -hmm. the better they're going to be in high school. Mm -hmm. You keep telling them what to do and giving out commands right. that are usually different from what the coach is saying or right. even what they're thinking. And you never have played at the level. No, you're you're an accountant. Hey, go be an accountant. Be great at that. Be that. Don't let don't come yeah. in here coaching the kid because you watch a couple NBA games right. and you've seen somebody win championships mm -hmm. and you're good in your adult league. Right. No. It's like, so what do you say to either the kid or the parent who is kind of overdoing it with the process, trying to pressure their kid to be better than what they are today? I would say to the parent, don't you know, going through life, you gotta be really careful. Um, because some people bleed on people who never cut them. Hmm. So, hmm. in you know the relationship with your child, you know, 
your child didn't do anything to you. So if you didn't get to the your, the dream that you wanted to, but you have children now, your children are golfing, basketball, football, soccer, whatever it is. Just be there for them. Just let the development happen, right? Like just it's like being in a room, a white room, with a whole bunch of paint, and this is my canvas. Like, don't go in there trying to direct them on what they should draw. Let them have fun. Right. It, it'll come after a while because basketball is instinctual. I don't need you to keep telling me what I should do. <laughs> I have to read it because these are the cards that were dealt to me. Yes. These are my cards God gave me. So I got to play mine. I can't look over here and say, oh, give me that card. Let me put this in. No, these are mine. So you had your cards. Now you're an accountant. Now you're a doctor. Now you're a house mom. Now you're this. Now you're that. Whatever you are, cool. Just be there. And if you see someone that's trying to help your children in a disciplinary way, back up. Let the coaches be the coaches. Or take them out of the program. Oh, that's you it. don't trust the coach. You got to go. Then leave. You got to go. Don't, but don't you don't get there. to micromanage over here. Nope. Do that somewhere else. Right. Because you might not be doing it at home. So don't get here. And now you got, I call it the courageous buddies. Now you got the other buddies that's doing X, Y, Z. Now you want to step in. No. No, you don't get to do that. That's one. And then for the... For, for, for the children, I would say, because it's very hard, right? But I would say just keep working. Be patient with yourself, right? Because if you worry about what some... Because Michael Jordan made his name. His parents didn't make the name. Parents gave him the name. Katino mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mobley, I made my name. My parents didn't make my name. They gave me my name. Mm -hmm. Cristiano Ronaldo, Tom Brady, right? We made ourselves. Yeah. Right? Yeah, okay, you gave us the name, but we made the name better for you. Right? right? The last name, we made that better for you. Yeah. So, I say that to younger people, stay patient with yourself, keep working out, and if you, life is a cheat sheet. If you really want to become something, listen and study the people who you want to become. Well. That's it. I love my mom, but she's not a pro. I love my dad. He is not a pro. I was studying Eddie Jones, Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan. I was studying those guys to become that. Now, guess what? Me and my spiritual room, right? I'm the Sanjay Guru. You know what I'm saying? Deepak Chopra, right? I'm Jay Shetty. I'm all these Bob Proctor, Zig Ziglar, you know, Les Brown, right? Jim Rowe. I study those guys. Tony Robbins. I study those guys. Eric Thomas. I study those guys because that's my other phase. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not studying the bummer on the corner. Right. Even though he may have some good insight, but at the end of the day, I want to become this, so I'm studying that. Yep. So no matter what someone else says to me. Regardless if it's your parents. Yes. <laughs> if you believe in that, do your work, be respectful, yes. and hone in on your craft. Be Just be patient with yourself, but don't take what they say, because parents, a lot of, a lot of parents... They give you their insecurities. Yeah. Really, rarely do parents put you in an uncomfortable situation on a regular basis. Ah, oh, it's too much. Ah, oh, too much homework. Ah, oh, it's too much school. Ah, oh, it's too much this. Ah, you can't go there. Oh, it's a lot more of that than it is. Yo, push yourself. Come on. Man. Study. Get your work done. Come on. I, I did it too. Let's go. I don't want to hear this. I'm not negotiating with you. This is what we got to do. Come on. And then you, they feel... My son, Miles feels so much better after we do our hard stuff.
Yes. Here to your dad. Yeah, we going tomorrow? Yeah, we going tomorrow. <laughs> in the summertime, we going three times. Like, that's what we do, baby. Because you're going to see, you got to, you have to really entrench yourself in your world to understand your improvement. Everybody wants to be, if I go lift, I go lift one day, I go, oh, I can't see nothing. Two weeks, if you take, document it, and you really hone in yeah. on your journey, Two weeks, three weeks, you're like, oh, wow, yeah. Exactly. Do you want to keep doing it? I want to eat better. I want to go sleep more. I want to do yeah. this. I want to do that. Compounds. You keep doing it. Compound interest. Yeah. You compound interest. And when kids really start to document, document yourself. Document it. It's okay. And do you start to understand, like, wow, if I keep doing this, I can get to that? It's that simple. Earl Nightingale speaks about it. Yeah. What you think, you become. Right? Yep. It's not what you want in the universe. It's what you deserve. Okay, what I deserve. What do I deserve? Well, the deservance comes from what, how hard you worked. What are you thinking inside? That's what it is. Yep. <clears throat> the life. Yep. So. Got games your favorite? Yeah. Why? But, oh, man. It's just, I mean. The East Coast swag of it. No, that's <laughs> East Coast, too. That's true. That's it's East true. Coast, too. I, I just, it just. Denzel, you know, the whole dynamic of the son, father, and the misunderstanding and not really understanding. And it's kind of like us as fathers now, right? Like, you, we, we, I think society, and it's, it's showing, right? Where society is, it's kind of taking the father away from the home or, like, taking their voice away from them. And you can believe God-fearing, religious, spiritual, whatever it is, but I think it's some evil kind of like takeover of like getting the man out confusing the children early you know the boy thinks he's a girl the girl thinks he's a boy like all these different things it's gonna because there's no stability yep. there's no real warrior in the house right so right. it's like a lot of a lot of kids are raised by estrogen mm -hmm. right so and, and and no disrespect to women but like it's you're not like in in, in in lack of like you're not warriors like yeah. you know what I mean like it's just not like you 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 have a certain nature about you as a female and then as a male you should have a certain nature about you right and I think they've softened us up a lot um and a lot of things are like you know me winning custody right and going through all that the whole years and spending money and spending money and then now all of a sudden if you spend the money after you hear all these stories that weren't true now it's you know to a point where it's like no one scrutinized them but what they've done mm -hmm. but it was the other way around you know we're the monsters and I you know it's like trying to flip in a positive way it's like don't talk about what they're doing wrong just talk about what we're doing great as fathers, right? Like how we're needed. Mm -hmm. We're needed big time. And statistically, statistically, like it's off the charts, right? Little girls, you know what I mean? From education to pregnancies to, to, to being successful. You know, Doc was just saying, like, you know, where'd you, where do you get this from? From He's like, my dad. Like my dad instills this in me all the time. And I jump on my son like... But you know, my dad's here. He's literally came here. He's leaving next week. He's coming so that was your pops on your Instagram other mm -hmm. week. Oh man, y'all look yeah, just alike. That's why. Twins. Oh, yes. Twins, bro. <laughs> but we have the same personality. Like just you know, I, I'm from the hood. 
So it's just, you know, I'm from the neighborhood, but I'm not from the hood, right? Like my dad's from the hood. My dad, he's a two striker. Third strike, he go to jail for my brother serving three lifetimes. My other cousin's two striker. So we, we, we you know what I mean? I've learned how to fight since I was six. I come from a rougher background than most. I've, I've built myself into a more polished, and like Kobe. You look at Kobe when he was 18, 19, 20, 21, very immature. We said things, we did things, and then we become a little more stoic, a little more, you know, more calmer because we're more comfortable with ourselves. But again, too, is that's a lot of mentors for Kobe. His father, who was kicked out the league because of drugs, and then all of a sudden, you know, he's a better man, and Kobe's seen that, and then, you know, the other mentors until we got to the pros, and we got to the pros, it was Jerry West, it was Michael Jordan, it was Scottie Pippen, it was Phil Jackson, it was Brian Shaw, it was, right? It was so many mentors for him to take a little piece of, and then become Kobe Bryant. Yeah. You know what I mean? And people admire that, but they don't understand the immaturity that we go through at a younger age. And he had mentors. Right. I had mentors. I had two fathers. Right? I had people, but you still are a knucklehead because you're trying to find your way. And like, you know, for, you know, just the, the reason why that's so so many meanings is because, like, the misunderstanding of, like, the man. As soon as I, first of all, this click phrase, toxic masculinity, I don't believe in that. You, usually you're raised by women. In the household for the first seven years. There's grandma, auntie, mom, all of them, right? You've got a whole bunch of ancestors. You're raised by that. Mm -hmm. So, like I call it, like I call it, this is my version, the Tarzan theory. So, if you're raised by all those women majority of the time and the man's out working, who you act like? You're going to act like more of a female. Yeah. Emotionally. Mm -hmm. So, usually, the word toxic never came from man. Mm. Toxic more so was like the females, whether they're catty, they don't like. You think about Mean Girls, this movie, right? Little girls, they start when they're younger, right? I love women, I love girls, my my daughter, the whole thing. But toxic comes from that, like she's toxic, she's toxic, she's toxic, whatever that is. Then add masculinity to it now because you're acting like something you were raised your first seven years of your life, seventy five percent of your brain development. Yeah. Women don't fully develop their brain-wise until 26, 27. So you're learning on someone else's preconceived notion of how you should act, what you should do, blah, 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 all these different things, right? So if you have the man in the household, my, my household, I don't negotiate with my children. They love me and I love them. The doc's telling me this, different people telling me this. Guy walked up to me and my dad the other day, Miles' AAU, and he's like, him and his wife and it's his kids and he was like, I don't know you, but man, you're so good to all these kids and you, you always tell them the right thing and blah, blah, and you don't even know these kids. And I'm like, that's how I was raised, man. Community. Like this yeah. is this is the rent you should pay while you're on earth. That's what God said, okay, this is the rent. You got to be good to people. When, you, when I teach you something, you got to teach them. That's yeah. what you have to do, right? And I think we're selfish as a society, but also too is... A lot of men were muzzled at a very young age and didn't know their true nature as being a man. And what does that mean? Right? Because they, yeah. they weren't raised around them. Right? Oh, man. I was talking to, I just actually started therapy recently just to make sure I'm good and mm -hmm. checking in and all that. And a big part that I mentioned was that 
I have two dads. Mm -hmm. right? My dad, my biological father, who I saw every two weeks or so. I had two dads too. And then my stepdad, who lived in the house with me, but mm -hmm. I've known him since I was two. Right. Like, I didn't experience the breakup between my parents or none of that. So, mm -hmm. reflection of a father me was always a good, in a, a good mm -hmm. light. Mm -hmm. But my dad worked 13 hours a day. Mm -hmm an hour and a half away mm -hmm. so we saw him for two hours when it was dinner time bedtime mm -hmm. he was tired and all that on the weekends we would hang out mm -hmm. but i never nobody taught me my, my dad my biological father when i moved back with him when i was 21 taught mm -hmm. me to shave when i was 21 mm -hmm. taught me how to budget when i was 25. Mm -hmm. i missed all these man things my mm -hmm. mom showed me how to be respectful yeah. like you said <laughs> the muzzle yeah. um learning how to work hard. Mm -hmm. I saw that's mm -hmm. all the example, mm -hmm. but the things that I think a man should know how to do mm -hmm. at a very young age, how to take authority, mm -hmm. how to have confidence in myself yeah. and all those little Control things. Control emotions. Man, and I, man, I, was, I was a hothead. Emotions. I was a hothead until the one time I cussed at a coach, mm -hmm. which is crazy. After my mom busted my lip and took me to the emergency room, mm -hmm. I never, and, right. and she took basketball away from me for three weeks. Mm. That's right. what hurt. And that's right. the accountability I mm. always talk about to these kids. These parents are like, what should I do? He's right. acting up. He's not good. Right. Take what they love. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, we live in a world where whoopings can be seen as child abuse sometimes, right. even though it's a form of discipline right. and love. Yeah. Um, like take basketball away right. take the things take that phone away from mm -hmm. them they don't need any of that right if they're at school you need them call me yeah. i can get you your kid exactly like, this is the 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 like you said they don't have would you say you use the word not choices they don't have uh there's no negotiation yeah, in your households and they it's like these parents want to see their kids as an equal almost and it's like no, you're supposed to be showing them how to do life mm -hmm. by being an example one, because they're always going to do what we do, not mm -hmm. what we say. Exactly. Secondly, exactly. teaching them the things that we didn't do well, that you want them to do well, that our parents didn't teach us. It's funny you say that because I um I had on my my uh, my, my Instagram, uh, I was talking about, uh, I was talking to someone, I think, uh, uh, we, I was at a podcast and I was speaking, we were speaking about, um, should your kids be your friend? I'm like, no. No. No, I'm not. I'm not your. I'm not your friend. Okay, I'm your parent now. Trevor, Trevor Noah, and Jay Shetty was talking about this on um, Jay's podcast on purpose. He said, Trevor was saying um, that Trevor's mother said, "Listen, I'm your mother first, but we can build to become friends when you get older." Because if you are a good human being, if you are a good parent. That comes mentorship. That is so much that comes with that, okay? Because you're teaching, whether you have kids or you don't. You're you're trying to teach. You're learning and you're trying to teach, right? And these are all skills I can speak about. But you 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 think of that where he she said, okay, you know what? I'm your mom now, and I'm so complete, and I'm so my self esteem is so high to understand that I I don't know everything. I'm going to teach as much as I can. If I don't know it. I'm going to send you to the best individual so you can become better at it. That's what my parents did. Mm -hmm. But then while you develop, I'm going to learn from you because there's certain situations that I didn't go through or I didn't have that you can teach me. So okay. now the older I get now when you're 25, 26, yes, I'm your parent, but guess what? You're an adult. There's no, I don't, I don't have authority over you. See, as, as, as parents, we now, a lot of parents, they have this, uh, uh, possession, like you're my possession, mm. kind of thing, right? And God doesn't, 
when when you try to stranglehold anything in life, he'll take it from you. Right. Right. So me, I'm not a religious person. I'm a spiritual person. So I believe in I believe in those type of karmas. I believe in those type of energies that, that transfers like that. I give my children critical things like God gives us, right? A choice and a chance. I give you a choice. Now, giving you that, responsibility comes from that. So there is no, you didn't do this? Okay, this you can't do that. I'm, sorry. I'm not going to argue with you back and forth. Right. As simple That's as that. It. If I don't work here, guess what? Lights go off. I don't, this, this, that happens. So if I explain it to you when you're very young, when you get 10, 11, 12, 13, like my kids are, we're not arguing back and forth. And I'm doing that with my daughter, right? <laughs> Last night, it was, hey, time to take a bath. And she always, she's on this whiny phase too. Mm -hmm. We're trying to get rid of that whining. Like, hey, we don't whine. Yeah. We just talk or we cry. Pick yeah. one. I don't yeah. care if you show an emotion. Right. We're not in the middle with the whiny phase. That's right. unnecessary. So tell me how you feel. Let's talk about it. She's mm -hmm. she's pretty wise for her four-year-old yeah. self. Yeah. And it was, uh, hey, it's time to take a bath. Oh, I want to finish my iPad. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay. Get to her level. Said, hey, it's yes, daddy. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's whatever I say because it might be an emergency. And I'm mm -hmm. telling you what you to do. I need you to do it with a sense of That's urgency. It. That's it. And I said, now, on your way to doing what I'm telling you to do, you can ask me questions. Mm -hmm. I'm okay. That's what my mom, I think our parents didn't have a zoo. We weren't allowed to ask questions right. about it. Don't question me. Because you, they think that it's talking back, right? And it's not. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to help you become a better human because you should, like the, the laws of attraction, the laws of the universe, the laws of God, there's laws you have to go through. Yeah. But actually, I don't care if you question me. If, listen, I'm a professor. I teach you a subject. I'm teaching you that subject. But you can question me about the subject. If I don't know that, I got to study myself as a professor. Boom. It's very simple. It's super simple. So I want you to, I want you to be, because guess what? There's two little black girls, I think 13 and 14 years old. They just solved a math problem that was, I, I want to say 200 years old. A math problem, two black girls. Mm. So throughout those whole years, people were trying to question and say, nope, it's not that. Nope, nope. And what you're doing is you're taking away the creative ability yeah. that God has given that individual because we're all so special. Yeah. So what you know, I may not know, but you can put it in my head and all of a sudden, the seed starts to grow. I'm like, wow, Todd told me that. Now I see this spectrum so much bigger, broader, different. Yes. Right? Like, and, and so you, 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 Neil deGrasse Tyson was saying, he was in New York at um, Central Park. And it was just got finished raining. So it was a big old puddle. And he, you know, him being a scientist, um, he, he, he saw this lady walking with her, her son. And her son had on the rain boots and he had on he had on a jacket, you know, and a rain jacket, the whole thing. And he was just happy as heck. And, it, you know, it was, it was sunny out. So it was, you know, it was dry out, but it was still puddled from the rain. And he said to himself, he says, oh, man, please don't do that. And she took the boy's hand and she walked around the puddle. And he said, that little incident tells you how capped we are as a human imagination that little boy if his mother you already prepared yeah you got the boots on you got the rain jacket on you're prepared to get wet 
And even if you get white, you didn't have it on, it's no big deal. It dries up. Right. But he said the mother, what she's doing is the smallest of things she didn't know she was doing. It's like we would say, don't question me. Don't do this. Don't do that. I remember at Catholic Church when I was younger. You don't question God. You don't question God. No, you telling me not to. He didn't tell me not to. I need to understand these things. So when that lady takes that little boy and he doesn't walk in that puddle, she's taking away creative abilities. Yeah. So if I'm my kids talking to me, they ask me something, no, what I say? Did I say no? no, 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 no. And you taking away, they're like, oh, well, I guess I shouldn't say anything now. Yeah. I sh guess I shouldn't do anything now. Put a muzzle on them. You put a muzzle on them, bro. And that's what they did to us as human beings, especially as men. You put a muzzle on them. You think about it. For every 10 women's stores, it's only one or two men's stores. Hmm. Right? And, and just talking about this in general, right? They don't really care too much about... And then we ourselves don't care too much about ourselves. No. Now, nowadays, therapy's good. Going to get manicure, pedicure is good. Massages is good. Us talking about our feelings is pretty good. Like, we should be evolved. We would, wouldn't have evolved big time as, as, as human species, as men. Yeah. If these things were accepted back then. You know what I'm saying? Right. So everything is catered more to the woman's feelings. Like I say, the stores and this and the men. And it's confusing, actually, to them. Uh, there's a quote that I always go by. Is you only as faithful as your options. If you only have two women's stores and you only have two men's stores, I can only choose from those. That's like a poor person. If I only got five dollars, I could, I gotta be selective on how I spend that five dollars. Right. Well, if I'm rich, no, I can <laughs> go try to buy anything. I, I may spoil, may not use it, but I can just kind of get anything. Awesome. Um, so it's two two segments of the show. One of them I'm gonna ask you to kind of guide me with. Um, what's your favorite part of basketball, meaning like a skill, um, you know, a scorer, a passer, a rebounder, defense, a team, um, team chemistry, a coach? What's your favorite part of basketball? You know, it used to be scoring. Um, and then I think Tom Thibodeau, who's the head coach for New York Knicks, um, I think he's the best defensive mind ever in, in basketball. Um, I, I, it, it, it went through, like me, I want to be the defensive coach. That's dope. Okay. I, I awesome. love that. So, all right. Well, if I start coaching again, I got you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So this is called my Rushmore. Okay. So think about the Mount Rushmore. Mm -hmm. I want your top four defensive players in the NBA right now. Right now? Right now. Marcus Smart, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid. And I would go lay or Anthony Edwards. So not our defensive player of the year, Jaron Jackson. Not yet. <laughs> Do you know why the reason why is because out of all the four I just named, Joel Embiid does what he does. And Joel Embiid's averaging 30. Yeah, he is. Right? He only averaging 15. And Joel Embiid can do that. If I tell Joel Embiid, give me three blocks a game, he can do it. Uh, That's just how he is. And he gave me 30. <laughs> right, right. Right. Giannis is doing that and he gave me 30 12. <laughs> I like it. You know what I'm saying? And then Marcus Smart, he gonna knock some down. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? He gonna do his thing. He gonna give me 15, 16. And your fourth was Clay or Clay or Anthony Edwards. Ooh. Yeah, I think I'm taking Clay. Yeah. Over Anthony, but yeah. that was a solid four, yeah. So my my four definitely have Marcus Smart. Definitely have Anthony. I'm gonna say it right. Giannis. 
So you got Marcus Smart, Giannis. I'm, I'm taking Jaron. This is why. This is why. Jackson? I'm taking Jaron Jackson Jr. This is why, though. Put him in foul trouble. His ability to guard four positions. Joel Embiid, that's all he do. One to five. All day long. Nah, man. And guess what? I'm putting him in foul trouble. Jaron Jackson, that boy Jackson cannot guard Joel Embiid. At all. Not a, not a gunpoint. Maybe point. we'll see. No, we probably won't see. Not a gunpoint. That's interesting. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I just like the job that Jaron is doing. Oh, yeah, great job. Right now. Yeah. Great job. Joel Embiid is shuffling point. his feet. He's out 30 feet from the basket. He, They try to go past him. He's blocking it. And guess what? You got a big that's defender? Giannis or him or Jared Jackson, if I put Joel Embiid in that post, he'll foul him out. Foul him out. Yeah, yeah, or just give him forty. One of the Easy. two. <laughs> one of the two. I, I it's like Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, like it's unstoppable. That boy's unstoppable. That's interesting. So there's a balance of the offensive power and being able to guard mm -hmm. a high level player yeah. versus just being an all around defensive player to everybody. How do you, that's do, all you, how you do? How do you do against the All Star? Because that's all you got to concentrate on. Kobe yeah. was amazing. Give you thirty, and then he gonna try to lock you up. Like that's crazy. That I love Tony Allen. One of the best defenders ever. Mm -hmm. But if you only got to focus on one thing. But it's smart as a player to lock in on that and get your back. Get your back. So. You better. That's what I love. Uh, you've been watching the playoffs. Yeah. All right. Um, so this is a, a segment we call Where Were You When? Okay. We're, we're getting in the DeLorean. We're taking a time machine. Not too far away for this one. Mm -hmm. We're going back to the Denver game. Jamal Murray's fourth quarter. Did you watch it? What do you have? 20... 20, I believe... 23? 23. Karina, can you look up Jamal Murray fourth quarter so we can be right the camera? <laughs> no, it was crazy. Yeah. Uh, what What about his fourth quarter? What What were you thinking when watching that happen? Um, I think he's getting his legs under him. Mm. And it's, it's, it's getting to a point now where, um, you know, he was... He's off for what a year, yeah. a year or some change. Yeah. And uh, what do you call it? The uh, bubble, bubble Jamal. Yes. It was like that. Yeah, he was. So it was. Bubble. It was two people who ran a team. It was Joker and him. Mm -hmm. And then when he went down, Joker of course MVP two years in a row. But it kind of I think now the I don't know if they told him this, but it's like yo listen, I need you a lot. And if they can get that from Jamal, me. On a consistent basis, you know, they, they, Denver's dangerous. Man, that's that's what I said. I, I his ability to take over a game with Joker being there, and they have the depth on the wing with all them six eight six nine dudes who can shoot. But how about this one? Dem Minnesota has really good wing defenders. Then they play Minnesota. They are, yeah. They have really good wing defenders. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Minnesota's interesting in itself. I think Minnesota, too, is relinquish the rights to who is the number one superstar. Cat, you got to relinquish it. It's yep. Anthony Edwards. 100%. Super uh, He Now, this is an interesting take, but it's one that I've seen consistently with Anthony Davis, is that Anthony, when he decides that he's the man, they're great. But can he keep that mindset? For a full season, it's okay to be a number two. And you think I was a number two. You were you were great. Number don't two. don't you don't be Scottie Pippen was a number two. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? People are number twos, man. Be a great number two. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Anthony Edwards has a bigger upside than everybody on Minnesota's team. 100%. Just let him do his thing and y'all just... Him first, then Cat, and everybody else just... Conley and all of them just... I think Rudy, Bear, Rudy Gobert kind of throws himself in there yeah, trying you, to be the number yeah, two. Well, you don't need, no, no, you're not that. Yeah. You're not that at all. Right. You're not even number three. But if he... if Now, if he does the focus on defense... That's it. And dunking... That's it. Changes the whole game. That's right? it. That's it. The That's game. the thing about life. The camera is not being anything but the camera. The elephant can't go, I want to be a lion. <laughs> just be... But in the basketball and soccer, the forward is the forward, the goalie is the goalie. The goalie don't go out to the forward side and the forward goes back, especially in professional. This is what I do. So know exactly what you do and be great at that. That's it. You have your Dwayne Wade's and the Kobe Bryant's and the, you know certain people who can do a lot of different things, but Kobe can't be Shaquille O'Neal. Right. You know what I mean? So what do you teach Miles then? At this young age, so when do you develop what you do? Because Miles is barely scratching the surface, mm-hmm. right? And we know his athletic ability and his awareness and just IQ, little things that he has going for him. Mm-hmm. But what do you tell someone? At what age do you start locking into that role? Well, yeah. So for Miles, because he's so athletic, he's strong, he's big. I tell Miles, I'm like, listen, I want you to be more well-rounded. So because the more well-rounded, I'm teaching him a character of like clean up everything. Jason Kidd. I, Jason Kidd's my favorite bit, my favorite point, right? And then I go magic because Jason Kidd was fast. He can jump. He can see. He controlled the game, and that's how I want Miles to be more of like do everything. And then when you get to you get to the higher level, you understand because you'll do it a lot, right? Because it's it's a pattern. You, you're yeah. only going to do what your pattern is. So now we just, I'll see it, and then the tape will see it, what your pattern really is. And then now we're going to hone in on that pattern. Now we hone in on that character, because that's a character. Okay, this is what I need you to do. Mm. Right? Because now, and what, what I have them doing is, I need you to be the guy who rebounds. I need you to do this. Because I can, I can be the dad being a guard, a big guard. Yo, yo, I want my son to play with the wing. <laughs> well, who's going to play down low? Right. I so I played down low. I'm right. learning how to play down low. I was the starting center from my senior year. Right, so that's me. Right, I was a, I was the three. I was the three, but I played the big. Right, they post me up a lot. So I'm like, I, I want him to understand that that this is how you do it. And then when you move up to the guard, the guys gonna be shorter than you. But guess what? You can bring it, like Giannis. You can bring it up. Have the guards come pick for you. You get them shots. You go out to the cup. Like be be that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like be now. He's going to be an unselfish individual because yeah. that's how I teach the game. Right. Um, you know me. I'm like, get it, go. I want you to go, go. Because you play better if I feed you. We won the championship without yeah. you. You were supposed to be here. My bad. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> My bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> but, yeah. No, that's, that's good. That's, I think that's great what we've been talking this whole time. That process, accepting who you are, mm-hmm. right? Ah, this basketball is such a big equivalent to life. And people use basketball to make millions or to be this person mm-hmm. rather than using it to build a life for themselves mm-hmm. and how to stay in basketball even though it may not be at the NBA or a pro level or even college for you there is a route you take there's something you learn by grinding every day in practice getting your own shots up and building the discipline and life skills that you need to to 
be a good basketball player that carries over to any career, any yes. opportunity, being an entrepreneur yeah. and self-starter and mm -hmm. doing stuff on your own. Like, that's why I just love who mm -hmm. And it continues to teach me. Yeah. It continues to teach me on a daily basis, working with kids, working with pros, seeing that big gap of these kids who think they're going to the NBA. Right. And like, right. I, I know it. I, I see it right. every year. Right. I love I love doing the pre-draft because I get to see that, that jump from, hey, I'm no longer an amateur, right? Or a student athlete, I'm a pro. Right. What does that look like? What effort does that right. take? And it, it keeps and it keeps evolving. Five years ago, when we had DG and Darius Baisley and these guys, it's different from who we have there now because co the college scene has changed, mm -hmm. who they're playing against. You know, there's the transfer portal and how old they are when they enter the draft. Mm -hmm. and, even the training style and the reads of basketball is constantly changing. And so it's just like, man, it, it you think you headed somewhere, but yeah. this is what it actually looks right, like. Right, so right. listen to this, <coughs> listen to him, <laughs> please. These are things that are important parents, not them hitting a jump shot. It's the discipline that it takes to get shots up. <laughs> that that really, really matters. So yeah, man. You don't so especially for young guys going to the pros, girls, whatever it is. It's not so much as what you get from it as far as money and fame and everything, but who you become. Like that's what you should be most excited about. Yeah. Who am I going to become? Right. And 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 from there, everything else falls into place. Awesome. Um, anything else that you wanted to talk about or cover? No. All right. We got a twenty-four second shot clock. Tell us about what you have going on and um, how we could support you and all of your endeavors. Yeah, um, well, yeah, so my, my, my uh, Instagram is Catino's Life, C-U-T-T-I-N-O-S-L-I-F-E. Um, I'm doing Dad's Point of View, for-profit and non-profit, going around the country, even around the world, speaking all over the place, uh, interviewing different fathers and mothers and brothers and sisters who are impacted by uh, strong superhero men and uh, right now uh, you know doing motivational speaking around the world um, just trying to you know give you know give my uh, experiences through life and and try to help people become the best version of themselves thank you man thank you for coming yes, trying to elevate your game yes, always sir. a pleasure just speaking with you man getting gain knowledge yeah. more and more every time I speak with you for and sure. uh, let me know if you do ever, if, let me know if we ever do anything for you my guy <laughs> my guy appreciate you yeah.